Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you to the great Dennis Committee. You are listening to Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7, West Coast Eagles and Perth Football Club fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858, which is the gambler's help number if you have any issues. Barra, a huge weekend of footy, a huge week ahead. But I think we should spend a few moments just at the outset to talk about two giants of the game who we've lost, uh, one in Ronald Dale Barassi and the other in Kevin Cowboy-Neal. Uh, let's start with the great Ronald Dale Barassi. Six premierships as a player, four as a coach. Went on to coach Sydney and Melbourne when they were struggling later on and uh, happy to do so because he mm. felt he needed to. A fierce advocate for the national competition before the national competition was was really talked about, which is why I think the Premiership Cup should be named mm. the Ron Barassi Cup. And any West Australians out there, you're entitled to your opinion, but when you think it's too Vic-centric, this is not named after a Victorian. This is named after an advocate for a national competition. Yeah. Without Ron Barassi, there may be no West Coast Eagles. There be, may be mm. no Fremantle Dockers. There may be no GWS. So just be yeah. careful what you wish for. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I want to pay my respects to Ron Brassie, absolutely. Um, absolute legend of the game, one of the giants. Um, did go to Sydney, had zero luck there and, and tried to but do – But he s- went when they were at the bottom. They were on yeah. their knees. So he went there to try and help lift them and did so. I t- it, well, he didn't really. <laughs> well, he did because after he left, he'd set in – When he left. <laughs> no, he'd set in motion some standards. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he did. But they, it was a five-year plan that just yeah. kept going yeah. and um, – so I'm not I'm not I'm not going to you know play down the great man's uh, career that's for sure but um I'll tell you how bad they were going he tried to recruit me in '93 did he when he went there yeah I was, you got the phone call from uh, the great Ronald Dale yeah I was at uh, I was at West Coast because I we'd won the flag in '92 I was from Canberra mm-hmm. I knew um, Brian Quaid who was Ricky Quaid's brother yep and he had a big connection there at the Sydney Swans and um, I thought yeah this would be pretty cool and I could go back and you know be close to Canberra and that sort of stuff but. I decided I wanted to get my life membership at the Perth Footy Club, and I played two more years there, and and, I, and then went to rugby league. But but just going back to Brass. Uh, so what was the phone call like? What did he say? I to can't you? believe I'm talking about myself. No, but I just <laughs> it's, it's not. But it's the Ronald Barassi thing that people will be Ron just going. That'd be right. Yeah, no, he he was a great man. There's no doubt about it, and a very humble man, and a man that's um, for a giant of the game. He, I've got to say, he, he's. He, like, I know Graham Corns has come out and said, no, Barassi Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, Adelaide doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got and I can't believe I'm going to say this. And and I, this is no, you know, I've got full respect for the man. Um, absolutely loved what he did for Victorian footy and, and sort of for the Swans. The only thing I worry about, and I hope I don't get any complaints about this, but I, I, I don't know about the Barassi Cup as the Premiership Cup because it's the champion of Australia. It's the, the cup for the champions of Australia. And, you know, we've got Farmer and you know, we've got Buddy Franklin and we've got other 
great champions ourselves. And I know this guy transcends a lot of that. And he was he was big for the national Changed game. Changed the game. But he was Victorian, mate. He's, a vic- he's the biggest Victorian ever met. But he was an met. advocate for the national competitions, and which it, is why I think he'd be perfect for it. First bloke to switch from Melbourne to Carlton. Huge in its day. Yeah, Massive can imagine story. that story at the time. Well, it's, you think the Chris Judd to Carlton story was big? You think the Buddy to Sydney story was 10. big? Times a hundred. Yeah. You, there were grown it men first... crying in the street. <laughs> they were. I know. Melbourne supporters. First, it was the first legend to change teams. It, nobody changed teams. So you're always a one-team player. And for a legend to do it was remarkable. Pretty much invented the Ruck Rover position. He was too tall for a Rover, too small for a Ruckman. And back in the day... They were, they're all midfielders now, but back in the day, you did have set positions, and he really became that ruck rover. Wasn't a sublimely gifted player and worked really, really hard on his skills, which is why he drove his players so hard. In many ways, introduced the centre square because back there was a dead sort of rubber game back mm. in the day, and there was another coach, it escapes me who it was at the moment, but they agreed to have a centre square. And these days you could just do it without asking. Was it a triangle at that stage? A diamond. A diamond, that's right, a diamond. Triangle, a diamond. Obviously, uh, you know, the handball in the 1970 grand final, just just going to North Melbourne, signing players with Ron Joseph up on paper napkins at the old Melbourne Hotel Mm. in clandestine fashion and giving North their first premiership and then a second two years later. Well, you should elaborate on that Carlton. Great story. That Carlton game, the Carlton premiership. 1970. 44 points down at halftime. Yeah, and uh, what was the name he set it? Bloke who set up Champion Ted, Data. Ted Hopkins. Ted Hopkins. He set up Champion Data. Ted Hopkins um, became a cult hero because he was handballing. And and, he, and there's that famous vision of Barass. And I, I'm handball, not, handball, handball. Yeah, he yeah. Half time. I'll take it. It'll be people will blame me if you handball because no one used to handball in those days. Mm. You only handballed if you got in trouble. Mm. When I started, unless you were Polly Farmer. <laughs> I don't know about that. When I. When I was playing, you only handballed when you got in trouble. Jeez, you would have had a few handballs, then. <laughs> Mate, I was strong. I can't, stop making me talk about myself. We're talking about the great Barassi. We'll go back to the – it's not the right time to talk about the Barassi Cup. No, anyway, anyway I think we should. But anyway, that's fine. We're all allowed to have our opinions. You're allowed to have yours. I'm Graham allowed to Korn's have mine. allowed to have his. Oh, well, who cares what Graham Corns You're Victorian. Is. He's South Australian. I'm West strange, Australian. Strange individual. Um, anyway <laughs> – uh, Cowboy I, Neil. Uh, Cowboy Neil. But before I just get off Brassy, I just want to say one last thing about him. I've never met anyone. He was a giant of the game. And I've never – he did not know he was Ron Barassi. That's the best way to put it. I've never <laughs> like met that. anyone more humble. Uh, there's so many stories of just people, you know, and, and we found out when he passed, people ringing up the radio stations around Australia saying – he did this for me. He did that for me. Mm. My own tiny little story, I had a little bit to do. I wasn't really good friends with him or anything, but the little I had to do with him was such an enriching experience. One of, for example, I used to do this um, live cross once a week to uh, a Geelong radio station. It was mm-hmm. like a freebie. And um, I couldn't, I was at the actual Mountain View Hotel, which is the pub he owned in Richmond at the top of Bridge Road. And um, I couldn't get, I couldn't get anywhere to do the live cross. So he moved heaven and earth. I was at his pub, put me in this room down the back, said, sit there, sit there son. Oh, you can do your live cross from here because he just felt anyone talking about football, he will help. And then he sat with me because he said, I just want to hear someone talk about footy. And the days I was having a dart and I said, do you mind if I smoke, Ron? And he said, no, son. He said, I gave up 15 years ago. He goes, I love the smell. So I'll just sit here if you don't mind. 
And he had this model of the MCG on the roof of the Mountain View Hotel upside down. So you'd walk in and there'd be the MCG above your head. So wonderful, wonderful human. Deserves all the plaudits he gets. Kevin Cowboy Neal, you know, rich star, St Kilda player. The thing that always irks me is mm. that in the 1966 grand final, St Kilda's only premiership, mm-hmm. we all remember. Barry Breen. Barry Breen <laughs> kicking the mongrel punt that scores were locked, a behind is signalled. It was a They're, point, wasn't the, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and then the famous call from Ted Witten and Butch Gale was the other commentator, hit the boundary line, son. Now, of course, you'd be penalised for that barracking now. too. Hit the boundary line, son. And then, and, and then someone so else. So they were barracking. They, they weren't St Kilda people, but they were barracking for the because result. Because it's their only premiership. Because the Saints had never won a yeah. flag. And Molly Meldrum was sitting in the cheer squad because he was in the St Kilda cheer squad, fainted. So he actually never heard the siren sound or see them celebrate. Is that true? It is true. Oh, bull Anyway, back to Cowboy. <laughs> so Barry Breen, is everyone waxes lyrical about Barry Breen, wonderful human in himself, great footballer. But you know what? Cowboy kicked five. I know. Five goals that day. <laughs> no one remembers. Mate, oh, you know, uh, uh, this is this will sound like I'm turning it back onto myself again <laughs> as usual, but I played with oh, and Canberra. against Ke- Kevin Cowboy Neal. Now, let me ask – I Touch up? Did he give you a touch up? I didn't play on him. He was a giant of a man. Very... I, I played beside him, but in a grand final, the 1980 grand final. So you were playing in Canberra, for whom? I was playing for Marnica. Oh, yeah. And he was playing for Ainsley. Yeah. And they were the odds on favourites because he was there. He'd kicked 100 goals that year. Mm-hmm. And we had this guy, Bobby Franklin. Would he have been in his, what, late 30s then? Oh, I'd Early have, 40s? He'd have to have been. He'd have to have been. But he was super and he was frightening and he was vicious and he was strong. Well, ask Peter and, Hudson in the 71 uh, VFL yeah. grand final. And he was playing in the back line at this stage. This time he was playing full forward. Yeah. He, just, he was just kicking goals after goal. He had that beautiful style. He looked like a... He he was a he looked like his guts were too big for him, the yeah. way he ran and stuff. But he still could play. And he was an absolute star. I played state footy with him for but WA. Why they called him uh, Cowboy? For ACT. Yeah, Cowboy. I think, I think he was dubbed that by Alan Jeans. He had a funny way of talking to his players. I think it was about, you know, their, let's just call the off-field activities. And it was trying to, you're a bit of a cowboy, son. Uh, you know, um, you but need he to curb out. that now you're playing senior senior footy. Did he knock out Hudson? No, he hit him so hard that half his ear was hanging off. And, of course, Hudson was going for, one, for the record of 151 goals Uh because he shared uh, mm. Pratt had 150. So he gets to 150 and he couldn't see the scoreboard and missed one, kicked one in the man on the mark. This is Hudson. Yeah, kicked the 150 first, but of course the umpire called him back because mm. it was a free kick back. So he whacked the the, the ball with well, ears. They were a different era in those days. That was a brutal I have a feeling game. he knocked someone out as well in a game. It was pretty crude. Mm. I think he was a pretty crude He wasn't player. the Lone Ranger in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Barra, back in the pack. day. In fact, when you ran out there back in the day, thank goodness it's changed because we know so much about concussion and what have you. But they didn't back in those days. So you can't blame them. But if you went out there, you were forced into that sort of combat. That's the way it was. You get, and you get threatened. I remember getting threatened in a couple of my first games. I was thinking, why is this? Oh, I could beat this guy up. Why is he threatening me? They were just testing you out. Oh, yeah. You know, like you get the ball, mate, I'll whack you. Yeah, righto. Have a crack, fella. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how – because West Australians, they – anyway, back to Cowboy Neil. Look, Cowboy, was he was fantastic, and it's a very sad passing. And in Brass, of course, a state, a state funeral. It'll be monstrous. Yes. And there'll be a big push now. Where do we put the Brassy name? And we can talk about the Brassy Cup later on. You've yeah. voted for it. I'm unsure. Yeah. Graham Corns. Uh, mate, I've got a bone to pick with you as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I've just, What's that on, mate? A couple of my uh, spies have told me. Did you go to the circus on Friday night? I, I was at Cirque du Soleil, yeah. Yeah. Did you see much of it? Yeah. 
<laughs> Wool dust. Well, I missed. I missed. No, well, I might have. I might have. So I had to go home. Just uh, paint the picture, mate. Well, I'm at Cirque du Soleil on ice. Yeah, and what, which was a great event. Where, They're very talented. Would you people. call it a super box? Well, that you were in? It was a super box, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. Takes, yeah. what, 20 people? Yeah, yeah. And it's got a bar. Thank you to Venues West and Peter Borch. I'm a good friend. <laughs> and my good mate too. And it's got all the food in there at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got that's right. some TVs inside the Correct. area where it's all air-conned and you can chat. Mm-hmm. And then you go out to the front where all the seats are where yeah. you're supposed to go to well, watch. You seem to have a very good take on <laughs> I've been a few a... times, mate. I know, I've seen but you. But I have always gone out, out of politeness to my host, I've always gone out the front to watch I what's going on. Oh, was bullshit. Going... <laughs> <laughs> I might have ducked what inside once or twice to watch the final. <laughs> mate, the greatest game of all time well, on to, TV. So I had to <laughs> Kuda get... said it was the greatest game he's ever seen. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I had to go Don't back. Don't tell me, Glenn Quartermain, you stayed out no, and I watched Circus Puparama on I, ice. No, I watched it, but I watched a bit of the footy as well. Oh, and then I had to go home and watch the whole game again because I had to. So uh, talking about it all weekend. So, uh, yeah, I might have missed a little bit of it. <laughs> I must, might have missed a couple of twirls, maybe a backflip or two. From 5.50 very talented. 8 o'clock, athletes. I believe. The athletes, Not you know. to be seen out the front watching. <laughs> Anna Hay was there, my friend. You know, she was you a know, witness. You know that... You know, <laughs> that uh, they're very talented, those athletes. Oh, piss off, mate. Hey, listen, what about... Never ceases to amaze me what they can do. What about Kuda, what you do? Greatest game. Now, this is Kuda. Oh, please, who, Kuda? Who's played in the 1995 Premiership. Oh, Kuda. 22-year-old. Carried away. He played... Diesel won the medal that day. Sticks kicks five. Uh, Peter Dean fell off the podium. Remember oh, I remember that? that. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's the funniest thing of all time. And so Kuda... And Kuda was in Perth last week at Bella... Bella Rosa, wonderful re- Italian restaurant in Vic Park, and he. It, what was he doing over here? Sportsman's night. Just come and do some sport. But he reckons the greatest game he's ever witnessed. Reckons the crowd and the noise unprecedented. They they reckon the joint was shaking. Some of the officials at the ground were saying they'd never seen the ground. Well, when shake Akers like that. kicked the sealer late, reckon, apparently you could hear it in the Dandenong Ranges. Not, I'm joking, of course, but uh, <laughs> no. ninety six thousand. Yeah, it was imagine great. what if it's, if it is Collingwood it's been a Carlton. Pretty good final series. Uh, it was a fantastic game, and you know, um, but, but he's dreaming, Cooter, isn't he? It's not. I well, mean, the eighty nine grand final, oh five and oh six. 89, oh, t- 1970. We've just spoken about it before. 2018. Yeah. How good was that game? That was a better game than that. 2018 grand final. Uh, West Coast Collingwood. Yeah, but 05, 06 probably oh, for West good. Coast. Yeah, but 2018, mate. Dom Sheed, come yeah. on. Yeah, I know, but. Pretty good game. Yeah, it was a good game. But uh, anyway. You know, I think the thing that, okay, let's let's talk about that first game on the Friday night, the Melbourne v Carlton. So Melbourne, um, two weeks in a row. Everyone's bagging them for straight sets, and and they've got some issues, and I didn't like some of the language about it. But, mate, bad kicking's bad football. 9-17. Both games, they had more scoring shots. So Mm -hmm. week one, they had more scoring shots than Collingwood. Week two, they had more scoring shots than Carlton. Had every chance to put them away. The last five scoring shots were behind. It's like Gorn hits a post. Mm. Um, Fritsch misses. Yeah. uh, kick it, pick it, misses. Yeah. So you had your chances, and they'll be. It'll be a really brutal five review of that oh. game. I can tell you the last five minutes in particular. I still see a lot of upside for Melbourne. The one issue they've got, like Stephen May's game on Kerno, just yeah. Kerno, am- one goal, amazing game. They did a lot right. The only thing they got wrong was the execution. Yeah. So they've got to look at their execution. Not only when they're having a shot for goal, but inside 50. Mm. So you look at uh, Petraka, 
Oliver, mm. Viney, mm. what have they all got in common, Barra? Bad kicks. They're not good kicks. Mm. I'll give you some stats on that. Yep. And, and, I, and I'll go as far as to say, I'll give you one stat before we go ahead. In that game, there's no way the Demons should have lost. And the no. game before. The Carlton turned the ball over 92 times. Mm. 92 times. For context, the AFL average is 69 turnovers. Yep. 92 times and they still lost. There's a lot of pressure on mm. there, particularly early. And now I believe that the, the Melbourne dynasty is over. No. When you and I watched them in 21 here, yep. I recall you saying these guys will win more premierships. Yeah, they, Did they, you not say that? Yeah, and I still believe yeah, they will. Mate, they got, ha- it's two years later, this mate, is, and they haven't. This is not a one premiership squad. This is a two premiership it, mate, squad. It's been two years they've moved on and they haven't won. Next year, so mate. the bush they've got a good draft hand. You know That's what, the only thing. Just, you, you've made me angry now. I'm going to pick him to win the flag now, mate. Let me tell you this: Harms is going, Don't James really James Jordan's going, Grundy's gone. I reckon. Apparently, assistant coach Uze's leaving. He's mm-hmm. going to Richmond. He could be their coach. Yeah. Um, when we saw him in 21, Glenn, that when they won the grand final, Glenn. Now, when Basil wouldn't let Goody talk, we said, "This is, this is going to." That's happen. right. The poor bloke missed his whole speech. <laughs> is, Basil was trying to recapture it, and then the bloke ran off with the cup. Oh. <laughs> There's no chance of getting Goody back up when the cup's gone round the ground, you know. Yeah. But the dynasty, I reckon it's all over. Okay. Last two years, can we, good, he could. Goody, can we take a grab of this and replay it next yes, year? Yes, please do. You ready? I'll do it again. Yeah. Dynasty, they had Dynasty written all over them. It was like that show Dynasty. They had it all written all over them after 2021 in Perth. They'd opt to stadium. Last two years, Goody couldn't fix the forward line. There was the Grundy thing, which was an absolute debacle. Three of the worst kicks in the AFL play for them. Yeah, agree. Guess who the worst kick in the AFL is? Uh, It is... uh, Their best player. Petraka. Max Gorn. Max Gorn, of course he is too. Max yeah. Gorn is the worst kick. Worst rated kick, yeah, he is. In the AFL. Jack Viney is the third worst, worst kick in the AFL. What about Oliver? AFL. He's four. And Oliver's it? seven. Yeah. Oh, got, so where's Petraka? So they've got, he's, in, he's down, he's a bit lower, but yeah. lo, like 30 to 60 somewhere. Yeah. But they've got three of the worst kicks. Three of their best players mm-hmm. are the worst kick in the AFL. Now that is bad coaching. So you've got to look at Simon Goodwin, mate, and say – It's not uh, bad coaching if they're bad kicks. Well, are you going to fix it up? How about fixing up the forward line? Had two years to fix yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the forward line is the one area they need to get right. Oh, Good. really? Thanks, was, thanks Norman and Einstein. Way, seeing, as though you've, seeing, seeing as though you've made your comment, I'll make mine. Melbourne will go – they'll play off in the grand final next year and probably win it. Ball dust. Okay, fine. Carlton's on the move. The Giants, mate. Hello. What about the Giants? Melbourne's Where'd you pick them to Melbourne finish? Should have, Melbourne should have. Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> they could win the flag. Yeah. That could be the greatest balls up tip of all time. Could be. <laughs> you picked them for last could, and they could, win the flag. Yeah, could be. Imagine if they win the flag. Yeah, that's pretty You're bad. You're going to go hiding? Uh, no, I'll face my demons. And guess who beat them? Pardon the pun. Guess who beat them this year? Who beat them? Guess who beat the Giants? Uh, West Coast. Your West two. Coast Eagles yeah, beat the Giants. <laughs> well, they also beat Collingwood last year. <laughs> they they the beat play. Collingwood last year, the Eagles, too. So, uh, look, we, we talk, have to talk about Carlton, of course, but I think that what I didn't like about Melbourne was the language around, you know, the whole Maynard Brayshaw thing sort of rocked us a bit. And it was, they're looking for excuses. Well, don't look oh. for excuses, Melbourne. I don't think they're far off, Barry. In fact, we know they're not because they've lost their two finals. So you're writing them off. And they should be in a prelim after a rest if they'd kick straight. Mate, no one in the history of the modern, current finals fixtures has gone out in straight sets in consecutive years. Just get your head around yes, that. they have. 
No, nobody has gone and lost consecutive or straight after winning sets. a flag. No, just not in the it, since they invented the new system. Yeah, okay. This is the only club that's gone out in straight sets two years in a row. Mm. It's unbelievable. Mm. It is unbelievable. So they'll be that's going to haunt them. They will be back. They won't be nowheresville. Okay, fine. They'll, they'll play in the eight. But that ain't going to win, mate. Now the dynasty sh- is over. Now, we should talk about Carlton. Dallas is over as well. We should talk. Who? <laughs> Dallas and dynasty. Used to watch yeah. It. yeah, no, no. I hated it. Um, uh, we should talk about Carlton, of course. Uh, what, what did I like about Carlton? Well, I'll tell you what I liked about Carlton is that they play in Michael Voss's image. This is a side that does not turn its toes up. It mm-hmm. fights to the very end, which is why mm-hmm. they're able to win. Weedering, interesting, you know, cops that knock to, let's call it the head, but they called it the throat. Bit wobbly and is is a key player in that last passage of play that ends up in the hand of Akers. Great grab from Akers and obviously didn't want to take the kick. Wanted to no. just play on and just missed too. Just you hear got what it. he said, didn't you? Yeah, didn't I, would have, I would have been pooing myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. He used to what a great final. You don't like Puparama, but he, I like that. What a great final series he's had. Um, Sam Walsh, though, probably the player of the final hey, so you know far what this year. That, you know what pick Docker's got for him? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I do. It wasn't great. No, th- third round. They haven't got it yet. Third round. Because it was a future. Third round. Yeah, so guess what it's going to be. Oh. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sitting down? Yeah. Between 52 and 56. Yeah, it's not great. For Blake, not great no. for Blake Akers. He's becoming a Carlton. And offered him right? unders too. Offered him about 180, 200 grand. That's one of the all-time blues. Yeah, I'm not having great. a go at the Dockers. I'm just saying that. Well, you are. That is an all-time blue. They've had some great successes, the Dockers. This isn't one of them, that's for sure. So you've got to hold them to and, account. And, and David Walls has said, their, their list manager, he said, look, we thought we were covered in that position. We've got Nathan O'Driscoll. Right. And then, unfortunately, this must have been before the bloke said he's leaving. He said he had we had Liam Henry. Well, he ain't going to be there. Mm. Maybe Hay- uh, Heath Chapman could maybe play yeah. on the wing. Jordan Clark could play on the wing. Aish. But overlooking all of that is this guy who's he was playing with one arm. His, yeah, his, no, his shoulder was wrecked. Amazing. And he went back with the ball. Did you see him go back with the I flight did. of the ball just before he kicked the sealer? Yep. There, what was he doing? He got sh- yeah. spifflicated by Lever and Co. And he lies there and gets crack, up, pushes he? forward. Goes to the goal square, leads up, and decides to slot it. But that was it was one of the great. We're talking moments. about shoulders, we should talk about Sam Doherty as well. Yep, he keeps popping that. You know he, what a what a great story he is as well. Uh, I love De Koning's game. Yeah, he really rose to the occasion. Took so some, what happens now with Harry McCoy? Oh, he comes in. You got to play. But De who Koning. goes out? Pitnet, I guess. Pitnet. Well, you probably have to. Pitnet. He just or you play them all. Max play Gorn. them all. Just play them all. Play, just down on Maxi Gorn. <laughs> play them all. Play them all. Because <laughs> you I thought the Gorn was all right. De Koning ain't going out with his broken toe. No, De Koning's not going out. And the thing about De Koning is he and gives they get his... Jack Martin back as well. Yes, they do, and mm. they also get back. Um, yeah, well, Mackay and Jack Mac... Martin. So, so hey, you Matt made a Kennedy... good, you made a good tip flipping off Port as well. By the way, mm. that was clever. Yeah, not your the, tip, not in the paper. Oh, didn't you? Yeah, I what happened again. there? Yeah, I flipped, flipped oh, you flipped back yeah. on the podcast. You were so I know, certain. I know, I know. You uh, said the Giants would get up. Yeah, I know. You felt strongly. Yeah, I know. What happened? I don't know. Someone got to me. <laughs> Who got to you? Oh, Josh, sports supporters around the place. Just You're weakened. Yeah, oh, they get in your ear and you don't just tell listen. me Basil's gone so, back in front. So the two players who came in, uh, Matt Kennedy's one. Very he goes out. But he goes out. The For other Jack. one was Jesse Mosler, but he's kicked two goals. When they were at a premium, I mean, Carlton have only kicked 11. He's kicked two, and they're important mm. goals. So they've got some – it's really good. Voss will be happy to have these headaches, yeah. obviously. But um, And Kerner, what do you reckon about Kerner? He's 
I've got some stats. He's only kicked one goal in that game. Oh, he, he just plays. He, he just plays. Oh, I know. I know he's going to play, but uh, he's the back to he's back to back Coleman Medal winner. Of course, he's kicked just one goal in each final, and he's kicked. How's this? He's kicked more than three goals just five times this year. Well, I'll tell you what. And only once against the top eight side. Well, you, you, you asked me about Kerno. Carlton's aggregate, or sorry, their scores have been 73 and 72 in their two finals. Ain't getting the job done at the Gabba Barra. No. Kerno needs a bag or someone needs a bag because 73 will not cut it at the Gabba and on it, Saturday night. And if they turn, they're the kings of the turnover, the Apple turnovers. Yep. If they do that 92 times, the Lions will spank them. Still been a very, spank very, them. very good story. Joey though, mate. will kick 10. Oh, I love Not it. Look, 10. we should talk about Sam Walsh. 34 disposals, 11 contested possessions, eight tackles, two goals, 618 metres gain. This, we knew he was good. You know, first number one pick, number one pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew he was good, but I think you do make your reputation in finals, don't you? Oh, mate. And he he's g- ma- fast making it. What did you think of that signal he gave? As to- is Akers. Did you like that signal that he gave to the crowd after he kicked that great goal? And did you see his mouth guard? It's like a... It's some fashion mouth guard yeah, or something. Yeah. What, was that? what was that fashion company? That is it... Uh, Dior? Was it Dior Christian or something? Christian Dior. Yes, it was. What, what is going... Young so blokes know nowadays, mate. than I would. What is going on with young blokes nowadays? Seriously, a mouth guard designed by the Dior. Socks. Why doesn't anyone wear socks? <laughs> Josh, have you got socks on? Our producer, he's got socks on. Thank goodness for that. And you get, don't they get cold in winter? You know, they like the looks. You mean the short socks? The why don't, why don't people wear? No, no one wears socks anymore. What's going on there? I don't know about that. Is that they right? don't. You have to be a twenty-something. You don't wear socks. Not on this show, anyway. No, we're fully socked here. Uh, so well done to Carlton. The, 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 the dream lives on. It's great to see. Uh, the MCG was rocking. And uh, well, big, big job now going up to the Gabba. And we'll talk about that on Thursday. The other game, of course, was Port Adelaide v Greater Western Sydney. And after absorbing a very fierce early challenge from Port Adelaide, they just saw him off and said, have a bit of this, have a bit of this orange mm. Orange flash that's going past your face. And, you know, Cornelio, great game coming back in. Oh, brilliant. The experience of Ward. Ruckman Briggs, who's uh, Kieran Briggs, he, he's in, got some injury drought, so that'll be important this week. And, of course, Jesse Hogan, four goals, four, has had a very good final series. Mm. Loving life in Sydney, obviously, and I'm so happy for him. Uh, he, I was worried he, he was going to be one of those players with mm. enormous ability, has a couple of good years and then just fades off into the distance. But I'm really pleased to see he's found happiness in Sydney and he's producing the sort of footy we're watching because uh, he's what do you pretty think, hard to stop at the moment. Why do you think he couldn't do it in Perth? Was oh, it- the anonymity in Sydney. You can walk down the street and generally you're left alone. I think he's not that sort of guy who seeks that. And um, – I think he's enjoyed. What's he looking for to be uh, going to cover a bit? Does he? Oh well, no, it's not. What nothing for? sinister about it. I just think he does, he likes the. It's, you don't have the spotlight on you as much in Sydney, and it's your buddy. You know, you walk down the street and your buddy, everyone knows who you are. But he could walk down the street. He could walk down what is it, George's Street, and no one would know who he is. He'd love that. What is the um? So, so what is his mates in WA that? Uh, weren't weren't helpful or no? They were helpful. It's just because when he was at Fremantle, I thought he was going to be good, but he was. A, 
He was all over the shop, but, wasn't he? I had some issues though. I think he lost his father. He lo- he had he had a testicular, testicular cancer himself. Yeah, so it's a pretty tough year, couple of years for a bloke early twenties. Mm. I think sometimes we overlook that when we think about we just think yeah, about the true. footy component and what's happening. Matured, often. and it's great to see him doing well and kick four goals. He might go right. I just worry about Toby sh- Green, Tom Green, superstar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're. Got a lot to like about them, GWS. And um, tight turnaround, though, for Friday night for Collingwood. That worries me a little bit. Port Adelaide, well, clearly, uh, great midfield, up-and-coming midfield. Rosie, um, you know, you, Dersma's been out of form. Uh, but, you know. Butters. Butters. Butters, uh, what about- Francis. But you know what? They They – absolutely had a pantsing in the second quarter. Oh, built it. Had their pants pulled down. So that'll be a good learning curve for them. Now, I'm not that – what Port need to do, clearly they need some more defensive depth. So they're going to lose their captain. Mm-hmm. He retires. Um, they're going to uh, – they, they definitely need some another key defender back there to help Alir Alir. And clearly they need to address their forward line because Charlie Dixon was under – you know, he, he was – he was not right. He came in underdone, though, yeah. didn't he? I'll tell you what, Warren Treadray's uh, jumped up now. Oh, has he? Yeah. He's been quiet for a while. After having a crack. He's entitled to his opinion, though. After round two or three saying that... Um, he should go. Ken untenable, Hin- he called it. Ken Hinckley's job was untenable. Now he's clawing back some credibility mm-hmm. when they've got it in straight sets. And he said, this is what he said on his radio show, he's gone real hard, someone has to pay the price. The Port Adelaide people want blood. Is it the president? Is it Koshy who has to go? A coach. Now, Hinkley's just re-signed. Jeez, so doesn't this sound familiar, Pretty Barry? unlikely. Doesn't him. this sound familiar? Or is it someone else, uh, but it has to be an on-field person? So. Sorry, can I just add something here? The last time I looked, did they finish top four? One thirteen in a row. Gee, they finished top four. Which is not not. Will you take out, that? Your report? I know you've gone out in straight sets, but would you take at that at home too? Would you, would you take that preseason? Preseason, you would. Yeah. Top four tells me they're close. So mm. I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, Barra. I think they are. They need to. They need to get some recruits in there. Probably need a ruckman as well. But I don't think all is lost at Port. I'm, I'm sort of. I'm, I'm having, just like Melbourne, mate, these two sides that went out in straight sets, I'm not jumping off either of them just yet. Mm. You are. Is, you're out. You're no, gone. No, no, no. That was, that was Warren Treadray, mate. What do you Port think about Adelaide Port? legend. What Port do you think Adelaide. about Port? Well, I think, that, I think they're still around the mark. Their midfield's so young that you've got to – But you know, not Melbourne. You've got to take that into account. But you can't have Melbourne. No, mate, two years in a row. You know, like was, that was – let me talk about Toby Green now. 64 goals this year. Oh. 64 goals. Yeah. Who's going to play on him? Uh, well, it'll either be Quainer or Maynard. Now, Quainer's put his hand up, but I think it's more likely to be Maynard. Interesting, Maynard's had a pretty busy couple of weeks. I think earlier in the season when they played, he talked him down. I think he said he's not a, he's not a, not he's no more special than any other forward. I'm looking forward to the challenge on him. I'm tipping he's going to be a bit quieter heading into this game, but it could be Maynard, I reckon. He's the sort of player, because you need to get a bit physical with Toby Green and get Mm. in his face. Not that he will back away from that. So you want him to play, because last time they played round 15, Quainall didn't play on him. Played on him in 2021, Green kicked five. He's a a very accountable player, Quainall, so he could be the answer there. But they've got two options. Maynard. Yeah. So Dacos played 35 minutes on him. Yep. Nick Dacos, going to come back. Probably won't throw him in against buddy Toby Green, would you? So it leaves you with Maynard, Howe, Noble if he comes back. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back, which is sad. But Or Nathan Murphy. 
But I, but Quainar will have to be looked at now, won't he? Yeah. You think? Yeah. 64 goals. So who's going to match up with him? That's the big thing. And the other thing I worry about. Toby Green's a very good player, very high footy IQ. And I worry about the Giants not having enough rest. Yeah, that is, a, that is a six-day turnaround. So do you see this? So it says here the Giants only returned home on Sunday afternoon following their yeah, win. Yeah, Kingsley gave them – I heard the interview. He gave them a sleep in. He said well, they needed a sleep in, so they had one. So they go back Sunday afternoon, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they fly – what's today? Tuesday. They fly on Thursday. Mm. So it's a very tight it turnaround. It is, but you know the that only – worries me. You know the only escape mechanism for that? You know what I reckon? They've won at 11 different venues. They've played their best footy on the road this year. They love the challenge of t- travelling. So it's going to be familiar for them. So that tight turnaround for me, it is tight. Mm. But I just think they'll embrace it. And he's got them humming at the moment. And so I don't think the travel is as big an issue. Maybe the, the, they could have done with another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it might, that might affect Briggs, actually, because he's – Injured, so mm-hmm. that may affect him, but um, which so would the, be the, telling. The orange tidal wave will still be there, you reckon? Oh, the yeah. orange tsunami? Yes. Still there. Nicky Dacos, what are you expecting from him coming in? Uh, well, he'll be nicely rested. I think you'll get the standard. Um, 30? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to tag him. It's a big in, isn't it? It is. Big in for it Collingwood. It is. They're a good. But, I mean, you know, they're very even, GWS. You, you go very good back line. And Sam Taylor, again, got the job done at the weekend um, against Port Adelaide. I think he spent time on both uh, Lord and on Dixon, and I think they kicked two goals between them, so not a bad effort. They've got some pretty good forwards. Uh, Bedford's so crucial to them. Daniel's so crucial to them. Hogan, Ricardo. Mm. Would you see Toby Bedford's mum? I didn't see that. No, no. <laughs> What'd she do? It was bloody funny. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> she had Why two cracks of it on the coverage. In the oh, in the, in the rooms after the game. Okay, she might have been a little bit under the weather. Let's say. Oh, we've all been there yeah. after a game of footy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not having a. I'm not casting disper, dispersions. God bless her, Baron. That's what I'd say. Good on you. You enjoy. You enjoy the win. You enjoy your son's good form. As a famous footballer, you. said, I'm not casting dispersions, yes. but <laughs> she had two cracks at it. So Eddie, Eddie was interviewing Toby. Eddie Betts, mm-hmm. it was a good interview. And Toby, mate, super player. He is a great player. And, but he kept trying to push his mum away because <laughs> he knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah. he actually on camera was shoving his mum. Like, <laughs> the mum kept back, get away. <laughs> but Eddie kept, no, come here, mum. He was hugging her. And then she came back to the table where Hamish McLaughlin and that were later on. And Stephen Cornelio covered for her magnificently. He knew the caper. Yeah, and yeah. he just went, I'm not letting you speak, love. <laughs> it was very good. But it was, mate, Toby, he's another great West Australian from uh, Bush. Uh, Halls Creek, isn't he? I've got to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> this is funny. I, I just want to ask you out a straight-out question, all right? Th- this will sound like bizarre coming out of left field, but it's important because this is a, like a sociological study. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? A lot. Why is that? I love Rome as a city and I, it holds great memories for me. I love the whole uh, ancient <laughs> part of Rome. I love the Colosseum <laughs> and the Forum. And, seriously, oh, yeah, I think about it a lot. But like, how many times a week you're in? Oh, three or four. <laughs> 
I would have gone all right. Are the you Roman serious? Yeah, I would have been all right. I would have gone all right. I've been to Pompeii. This is incredible. Been to Pompeii. Amazing place, Pompeii. Amazing. Pompeii, is that part of the Roman That's Empire? In the, yeah, it is. Of course. Yeah, it's down on the Amalfi Coast. It got obliterated, I know that. It got Vesuvius uh, exploded but, all but, over But it. how's this? So apparently mm-hmm. the women Are surprised d- that I think of Rome three, four times well, No, but just men. What, wives, girlfriends, partners have just discovered that men regularly think about the Roman Empire. Yeah. And everyone I've asked, and you've just yeah. said you'd think about it twice or three times a week. Three or four times a week. <laughs> and that's a minimum, maybe more. <laughs> I would have said no chance. But apparently every bloke, Josh, do you think about the Roman Empire a bit? No. Nah, Buddha. Maybe it's a... Do you? May, oh, oh, yeah, well, I was the aqueducts the other day. I was Thinking about aqueducts. <laughs> I was. I saw something I was somewhere. Thinking I, said, about, I said, how did they build those aqueducts? And how good were they? I was they? thinking about some a- of them are still aqueducts there. the other day, although I was at Lake Munga. That was a different story. But anyway, and gladiators no. and, you know, Russell Crowe. And it is, I've it, been, it, been to the Coliseum. Apparently this is a phenomenon taking the, around the world. It's on TikTok that, and millions and millions of people are, are, are revealing that, yeah, men think about the Roman Empire mm. a lot. You know and what I've just enjoyed it. about it the most? I would have loved it, the, 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 the sandals and the togas. <laughs> I would have loved. Imagine just wandering in. Don't have to think about what you're wearing. I'd have to think about ironing a shirt in the morning. You wear undies just chuck under the, the toga, toga on. <laughs> chuck <laughs> the toga on. Put the undies I, on. Hey, I'll tell you a funny story about a toga. We were, when I was living in Melbourne, we went to a toga party. I didn't, used to think, be, I didn't think we were going to go down this path, no, by we, the way. We, but anyway. <laughs> the, the toga parties were famous in the, like, in, the, in the 90s, and we went to this toga party. You know, it would be a half-hour drive from where we were living. And we all went to this party. We've well, seen Animal House, mate. mate we know. Just, we're not yeah, idiots. <laughs> the mate just jumped in this car with us, didn't have his wallet or anything. We left at the end of the night. Toga, and we get halfway toga. home and we're thinking, where's Murray? Oh, he's still there. So he walked home <laughs> in his toga. In the morning, he had to hitch home in a toga. No wallet or anything. Jeez, I love that toga, story. Toga, toga. Do you remember Animal House? Yeah, oh. I do. Anyway. And the, and the expression, horny as a... <laughs> Roman sandal. No, it's toey as a Roman sandal. Uh, now, Barra, have you been there? Have you been to Rome? Yes, mate. My dad was born in Rome. Hello. Magnificent city. I've gone to the most – I've told you the story. We went to the, one of the most sacred sites there, one of the, the famous footballer, and he came out and he said, so where's the other 15 chapels? Oh, the Sistine Chapel. Uh-huh. He did. No, of that's not a joke. He actually it. said that. He came out, so where's the other where, – when are we going to the other 15 chapels? Okay. I said, mate, it's the Sistine Chapel, you idiot. Not sixteen, not sixteen chapels. We've heard all your stories too about ducking. Now, out. can you I didn't just? Go, you didn't even go because you wanted to have a beer, mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. a, you're a Neanderthal. See, if you ever get the opportunity, go down the Amalfi Coast. The plate we played stayed at a little place called Priano, which is on the Mediterranean. There's this vertiginous cliffs. You just it's and it's where they drive the buses. Where the road is so narrow, if the bus is going past you, they have to stop and go at about snail pace just to not scrape each other. And you'll literally be sitting in a bus and there's someone in the other bus and you'll be inches away from them. It's really, really scary. Mm. Beautiful place. There is Valium in the water there. It is so relaxed. They, mm. they are just they move at just such a... I love Roman, it, well, they've been around for 10,000 years, mate. Yeah. They've worked it out. Mm. We've been around for two seconds in yeah, relative no, terms. That's 200 true. years. Now, you know... But, per- but just per- let's just qualify. So you think about the Roman Empire at three least to- three, four times a week, <laughs> minimum. <laughs> you don't even realise actually how profound that is. What you said, yeah, no, because it is spreading the world. Uh, uh, gentlemen listening, ask your mates now. Turn to your mate and go. Do you think about the Roman Empire? And he'll go. 
Yes, I do, actually. And not only that, Barra, I would have, as I said earlier, would have enjoyed just wandering aimlessly around in sandals in a toga, just from household to household, maybe step in for the odd Caligula party. And, you know, as they were pretty big on it in the day. You mean those orgies? Well, I didn't say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see you uh, in the Senate I'd have my with goat. a toga. I'd have my goat. And I'd have to do a bit of pottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon I could live a pretty good life. Let's hear from the Minister for the Vatican, Glenn Quartermanish. <laughs> Quarterman of you. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm talking myself into this. Jeez, stop, stop it. We need to move on. Uh, so, in a perfect world, Barra, this is the bye week before the grand final. You know that. So, last night we had the Brownlow medal. Tonight we've probably got the Rising Star and a few other awards coming up during the week. And we could spread it out nicely. On the weekend coming up, we could have yep. all the state grand finals played back to back. And then we're giving the best opportunity for our two grand finalists to recover from injury and any concussions and what have you. And then next week, the discussion's all about pure football. So this is week one. Please, AFL, bring this in next year. Let's have a two-week yeah, two break before the grand final. And I'm glad you mentioned the state grand final because it is actually on this Sunday. And yes, it's Field Thunder, Field Thunder at Optus Stadium. Because uh, I'm a bit worried, Barra, my boys, East Fremantle. I'm a bit worried about Peel. Yeah, it's a big game now. I'm a bit worried about them. Peel are cherry ripe. Um, a lot of their Dockers guys are going well. Will Brody was very good. Uh, Nathan Wilson, Joel Hamling. But also some of the uh, just run-of-the-mill pure fellas. So they're going to really challenge. I think they last won in 2017 or maybe 2018. They yep. went back-to-back anyway. And that's when the, the commission changed the rules a bit, going, whoa, you're getting way too good there, Peel Thunder. Mm. Too many but Dockers players. The, the rules were the rules going into this season. So East Fremantle knew about them and um, going to be a challenge. But uh... I still feel like the Sharks are favourites. But the biggest game, the big game, and possibly the one that will attract, well, definitely will attract all the all the scouts and all the recruiters and all the uh, AFL clubs, is the Colts game at midday. And my team, the Perth Demons, yeah, well has done. made the Colts well done, grand mate. final. So it's Perth versus it's the the knockabouts versus the Silvertails. So it's Perth versus Claremont. Claremont's going to have Daniel Curtin playing yeah, for them. A, Absolute divide there in socioeconomic mm, groups. Well, no, mate. It's it's almost the fibros and the uh, yeah, silver tails. Yeah. Not quite that because we've got a lot of uh, PSA kids as well. But so it's Daniel Curtin will be playing for them. Uh, Drew Banfield's son, son Bailey Banfield, uh, one of the Van Royans, the young Van Royan, the next one coming yeah. through, and up against our guys like Cohen Livingston, who's Chance Bateman's uh, nephew, the great ruckman. Um, Aiden, he's a ruckman. Aiden O'Driscoll, who's yep. the younger brother of Nathan and and M O'Driscoll, who plays uh, for the women's team. Um, so what you're saying is, get there. It's the curtain raiser, as it normally is. Yeah, twelve o'clock. Get there at twelve o'clock. Demons, get, I'm get there at the reserves first. I'm sent reserves at nine o'clock. Get to the reserves, support the reserves, go and watch the Colts, the future of the AFL on display, and then of course hang around for the league grand final. It is at Optus Stadium. Live so, on seven as well. So you can, you're going to be able to get a ticket if you want to go. That's the one saving grace. I love the suburban stuff last year, but at Leaderville, but... Um, well, they're it, hoping for 30,000, yeah. which will double the audience well, of last year. and with no AFL participant locally, you'd think they'd get that. Yeah, and, and so I'm sending out a message to all Demons fans out there. Please, let's rally behind our boys. We've got this great coach called Scott Moore. Would who, he be going out there and holding up the cup? Me personally? Yeah. No, I'll try okay. to keep a low profile. I, I bet I, you'd I, get out there at some point. I, I, You'll be out Well, my way. son plays in that team. Yeah. Yeah, so, but um, Scott Moore is the coach. Jeff Moore played Maybe for Perth. Will you be doing a lap of honour? Will you be doing a lap no, of honour? No, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. okay. But those, I will be so happy to see those guys um, – 
So let me just go when through. When did you last win a Colts flag? 1999. Ooh. Darren Glass and his boys. But we've made a few in between. So it's been uh, almost 25 years since we've won a flag at Colts level. But just let me tell you about the coaching team, all right? So Scott Moore, son of Jeff Moore, who played for Perth and was a state player for WA. Yep. Very good player, uh, defender. His youngest brother also plays, this is Scott's, Cooper Moore plays in the team. He's 16. He, he's on the AFL radar. He'll be a very, very good player. So he's playing as well. Assistant coaches are Joel Smith, who played for Collingwood mm. and the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. David Myers, who played for Essendon, probably yep. played 120, 130 games. Yep. Ben Cousins, you might have Pretty heard of him. coaching panel. He's an assistant coach as well. Damien McKay. You got Ben in this week too, you got him in? Yeah, I've, I've slipped him in there. And Ben's getting interviewed by the Australian this week, I really? believe, okay. as well. Yeah, so uh, Jenna Clark coming okay. over to have a yak to the G-man. He's going over for the Brownlow. Good. It's going to be massive. Can you imagine his first time in Melbourne at the Brownlow? Since back in the day. Yeah, because he did it here. Yeah. But this will be full-blown, so it'll, it'll just be an absolute circus around him. And he's having sh- surgery, I think. He might even have his arm in a sling, taking his sister along as well. Um, so I think I went through most of the guys in the yeah. team. But anyway, it's going to be a super day, midday. Demons fans, please get to Optus Stadium. And if you can't get there, just watch it on Channel 7. And it's going to be a belter and the league game as well. Now, Barrett, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you again to Thirsty Camel. We will be giving away on Thursday a 10-pack of Woodstock bourbon and cola, 4.8%. A lovely drop. It is Barra. High quarters and Barra. Uh, the movies chosen by the losing clubs as their themes in the finals tell a story about mm, the clubs themselves. Port Adelaide, Oppenheimer. Persistence and perseverance, but eventually you bomb. Melbourne, Barbie. Unrealistic and unreachable expectations. Sydney, Hoosiers. Geez, that's a good movie, Hoosiers. Winning isn't everything. There are many things more important than winning. St Kilda, Animal House, stuck in a frat house lifestyle. That was from your <laughs> mate, Andrew. Hey, what's Hoosiers? What's that about? It was the basketball. Gene Hackman was in it. That's when they, the college basketball, and he gets out there, and he that they're playing in the NCAA final, I think, and, he get, and they're all a bit nervous, and he gets out there on the ladder, and he gets the tape out, and he starts measuring all the court, and the kids are going... Oh, what's he doing here? I don't understand. He measures the, the the height of the hoop and everything, and they're going, oh, what's going on here? And he turns to him and he says, it's just a normal basketball court. Nothing different about this court you're playing on. So, boys, just play your game. It was a really good movie. Gene Hackman's in it. That, that did not sound like a really good movie. Oh, gee, sorry. <laughs> sorry. There must have been sorry, something Sorry, Mr. More. Highbrow. But hang on, there must have been something else than that. No, it's a great basketball movie. Well, they, that, it was the it's underdogs. about an underdog team. Yeah, yeah. right, okay. But that's the, that was and the why, famous scene from a, it. Uh, I think that was their name. That okay. was the name of the team, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Sorry, <laughs> who are you? Ma- Mate, I think I'll do the film reviews from now on. Jesus, Margaret <laughs> Pomerantz and David Stratton here. I'm the Liam Pickett. Jesus, I give it seven out of ten. Well, I thought it was crap. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't your best effort, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Go and watch the movie. Anyone out there hasn't seen it? I'll give you a review. Okay, I'll give you a review next week. And anyone else who's listening, watch it. Give me a review. Tell me it's not in your top ten of all-time great sports movies. Sports movies. It's in my top ten. Okay, maybe we should do number one being, and then number two is Dave. Show me the money. Oh no, Rocky, mate. First one. Greatest mm. sports movie ever made. High Quarters and Barra, you are both whale lovers. Barra feels like a whale. He's writing this, mate, mm, not me. I said that. 
Uh, have you broken the embargo and subliminally leaked the Tasmanian AFL side's name to your podcast audience? If so, I think it passes the Quaffers test. Or won't the cabal agree to it? Save the whale. That's Art Vandalay, the marine biologist. Um, Very cerebral, that fellow. Uh, yeah, he is indeed. Uh, hey, guys. Melbourne really need an extra forward option with Fritch a good third target. Petty always injured, plus others fairly average. Van Royen is young and cannot be the main target. Jack Darling is a potential target. <laughs> he has a good two, three years left. Plays when injured and always kicks goals. Averages two a game, and that could see them playing in a prelim this week. Surely wouldn't cost more than a second-round pick either. And that's from Jermaine. I love that email. I spruiked this some time ago. You will remember. Mm, mm. And everyone laughed at me. But, I, I, you know, if you get Melksham, they really miss Melksham, and they really miss Petty. Mm-hmm. So they were really unlucky in the forward line late in the year. But... I think Van Royen, really good player. By the way, needs to pull his head in, Jacob Van Royen. Mm-hmm. He cost them by being suspended for what was a pretty average act. And you know what? They made excuses saying everyone was trying to fly the flag after Angus Brayshaw was hit. Okay, that's fine. But, you, mate, you're more use out there than sitting there suspended. I can tell you that much. He is going to be a super player, though. Or mm-hmm. he is. So, but he's not a key target, is he? So I agree. I think Darling would be really good for him. Jack Darling, all right. We'll see what happens. His his wife's having a, another bub shortly, so I'm not sure he'll want to move over east, but you never know. High quarters and Barra. Let's hope that Brisbane and GWS make the grand final. I'm sick of Collingwood. <coughs> Excuse me. 38 of their last 50 games have been in Melbourne. How can anyone agree that this is fair for the competition? Go, the Orange Sumat and Army, and that's Matt from Mount Hawthorne. Well, I think we've made that point too, and the Giants um, – have highlighted the inequalities and the fact that they've only got a six-day break <laughs> and they've got to travel uh, up there. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what we do about that. Uh, Collingwood plays at the MCG. The finals are at the MCG. You know, it, it, it actually is inequitable. It's not right. And But we've, they've got it for the next 90 years or something, the finals at the MCG as well. So, years, and yeah. they get to play their all their home games there. It, yeah, it's it's not right. And that's the stuff we're fighting against all the time over here. Uh, good time to finish up. I'm losing my voice. You've been listening to Quarters and Barra. We've been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, look forward to talking to you on Thursday when we give our tips for the best weekend of football of the year, in my opinion. Pure football. When the stadiums are full, or the stadia are mm-hmm. full, of people and not corporates. It's an amazing weekend. The loud, the, the noise mm-hmm. is huge. And it's that sort of game where you, the players want to give everything to get to a GF, but there's that little element in the back of your mind saying, don't get injured, don't get injured, don't get injured. So it's an amazing weekend of footy. We will be back on Thursday to preview both games. Thank you for listening. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.